Welcome to the Lifestyle Architects Show. Featuring interviews with inspiring and successful lifestyle entrepreneurs. And helping you to design your life. Build your online business and live your dream now. There is no better time than the present to make a change that will bring you true happiness and make your dreams a reality. Changing his life and helping you change yours. It's your host, Navid Moises. Hey, what's up, everybody? Navid Moas is here. And for this case study interview, I'm here with my very good friend, Jan, and he's the founder of the WP Summit. And we are going to get into some really good stuff on, you know, the how he created his summit, why he created it, the, the, you know, the revenue he generated, how much he grew his email list by, and, you know, a lot of other good stuff. But first of all, warm welcome, Jan. Thanks for having me, Navid. Pumped to be here in this case study. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, the first thing I always ask, you know, during this uh, case study is a little bit to get people excited. I want you to kind of share, you know, first of all, why did you choose to create a virtual summit, you know, in the first place? And and uh, you had a, a business going before you were doing websites, you were doing blogging, you were doing a lot of things. But what was the reason for doing your summit? Uh, I felt like this business was on the plateau. So, I was self-employed for uh, around about a year, a year maybe fourteen months, something like that, and I felt like I the business just wasn't growing anymore, and I was working in the business instead of working on the business, just like you say. So I saw your branding summit and the uh, the ripple effects that came afterwards, even in the short period afterwards directly, and I really thought if you can do it, I can probably do it too. So. You just inspired me to to run the WP Summit, and I was glad that I had your like like your guidance and your helping hand throughout the process to really avoid all the pitfalls. Yeah, definitely. And I I'm I, I remember <laughs> I remember the process. Actually, I think you got the idea in December 2014, yeah. and you just started making this list of speakers you wanted to have on, kind of this dream list to talk about, and. Uh, you know, then I just want to get into a little bit of the results before we get into more of the content here. So can you share with us how big your email list was before you hosted the WP Summit? Yeah, absolutely. So it's almost a bit embarrassing to say, but I was around 180 to 200 subscribers on my mailing list and the summit grew by 600%. So I got around 1,200 new subscribers for that mailing list, which is... um. It's not that much in absolute numbers. 1,200 still isn't a big list. But um, seeing the growth potential and the 600% that I achieved, that was pretty good. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And there's so many other things that came out of it. And we are going to get into that. You were featured on some major blogs. You positioned yourself as the go-to expert, you know, in WordPress for, you know, online entrepreneurs, which is pretty much your market. Now you're doing more webinars for Digital, digital nomads and a lot of other stuff that came with this but also you managed to get sponsors you know even yeah. before the summit so can you get into a little bit uh, how many sales and revenue the summit generated you know both with the all access pass and and with the sponsors you managed to get on yeah absolutely so um 
I was in a tough period during the summit and that's led to um, not launching properly and we, we rescheduled and I had some troubles with setting up everything in time. So I got, uh, let me think, I got uh, 40 sales for the all access path, which was like $4,000 in revenue and I got $1,000 from sponsoring. And I think following your system would have led to way more money, way more success in, in the sales side. But as I said, the private circumstances just didn't allow me to fully implement your system. Mm. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's something I remember. I actually recommended that you would uh, postpone the summit a little bit, and that yeah. was a valuable decision. We, we, yeah. we can talk a little bit about that too. But, you know, the first thing here is that... Uh, I mean, we talked about the revenue now. We talked, uh, you know, a little bit about, you know, obviously you're doing the WP Summit. But I, I want to talk more about, you know, the first step in my seven-step cheat sheet, which you can find find over at uh, virtualsummitmastery.com forward slash cheat sheet. And that's the seven steps uh, system I have. And I outline all the steps there. You know, that's also in my program and so on. But that's the steps pretty much you used for, creating your summit even though it wasn't in the early process now have refined it much more you know as we're going into the launch of virtual summit mastery here but the first thing is how did you come up with your profitable virtual summit theme jan well what was the process like for you since you already had a blog you had a platform but it was not growing as fast as you wanted it to yeah absolutely so i just thought of what people were asking me for advice for and what I was helping most of my clients with, which were WordPress-related projects. And I was working with entrepreneurs and small businesses on a global scale already. So I figured that there is a need for a virtual conference in this WordPress space. And I um, just went through the work I did, um, went through the most popular content on my blog and did some research on other platforms as well and saw... Uh, what did other competitors of mine do that really resonated well with the audience? And that way I found out that um, there isn't really a virtual summit for WordPress, or there wasn't at least back in the days. And um, I used um, just these common techniques to email your list, even if it's so small like mine, or to ask for feedback on social media and to reach out directly to line out the topics that I wanted to cover for the summit. Mm. Yeah, that's very important. Anything maybe you would do differently if you would do a summit today? What would you do differently in this process? Anything you have to share there with my with the audience here watching this? Yeah, I would niche down even more. So WordPress is a really broad field. You have uh, themes, plugins, list building, uh, setting up paid membership areas and all these topics. And I managed to give a really good overview about all topics and I got um, amazing speakers on for each topic that share really good advice and actionable advice. But for the next summit I'm doing, I will hone in on one topic. So say I, I will do a topic uh, summit on WordPress themes only. And then I have like theme developers and uh, conversion rate optimization specialists and stuff like that to really dive deep into one topic because I think just having the term WordPress Summit made it hard to grasp for the audience what's really in it for them and if the summit is going to answer their questions. Right. I, I couldn't agree more. And I think that's powerful. For example, with my branding summit, it was really successful. And mostly I think it was because I had a very good hook. I had so many speakers on there. And also the content was 
you know, very in-depth, was really great yeah. content on there. But also I could have niched down so much more, so much more. I could have picked like an aspect of this branding summit and focused on this like public speaking or, you know, I had product launches. I had about the relationship building. I had so yeah. many topics, which is all, they, they were all relevant for building your personal brand online. But I could have uh, niched down even more. I didn't think about it back then, but it, it just felt right to me to do it. And I'm, I don't regret anything. But if I would do it today, for sure, my absolute tip is to niche down until it hurts. You know, you yeah. it's so much easier to really uh, target your target your audience and also resonate with them. You know, you also, you know, the discover your client avatar and all these things goes into this first step. It's so important. I highly recommend you check out this cheat sheet over at virtualsummitmastery.com slash cheat sheet. And there you have yeah. a full process outline, you know, the seven steps and you get some great valuable information there, but let's keep moving here. So you came up with your virtual summit theme and then you kind of, you know, you created this list also, you know, of speakers you wanted to have on your summit and kind of went into planning phase, so to speak. And yeah. you know, something I'm interested in here is to like, how long did you, did you give yourself to really create your virtual summit and how much did you spend or did you have a budget for this, uh, you know, before you started? Yeah. So the time frame from the first idea and both of us talking about it for the first time to the launch of the event was roughly three and a half months. So it's, it was really on a tight schedule and I was operating on a very tight budget. I, I spent like 500 bucks in total probably for that event. So I didn't use paid traffic, for example. I relied on uh, organic traffic, on viral traffic from social media and on affiliates. Um, for me, it was a real a real struggle to hold that tight deadline. But on the other hand, I need those deadlines to hold myself accountable too. So there's always this balance on how much work you can actually get done and how much pressure you need to do the work. Yep, I couldn't agree more. And I mean, always, if you have very little experience, I've said this countless of times, but I have people coming to me and they say, I want to do a summit in October and it's like almost September. And I'm like... No, this is not going to no. work. you got to give yourself some more time if you want to create one of these epic summits. And that's the process I like to teach. And that's what's going to give you the momentum afterwards and really skyrocket your business and brand online. And give yourself the time. You know, around three months is what I recommend personally. But if you yeah. have a hectic schedule, if you don't have a lot of experience with, you know, the online tools and everything out there and you're going to do it all yourself maybe for five months you know it takes time also to build the relationships which brings me kind of to the next point here and uh, before we get into really a little bit how you got on got speakers on board but did you have a lot of the relationships in place already before you know creating this summit or was it a lot of cold outreach or how can you tell us a little bit about this process yeah of course um, I had the bare minimum of speakers I was in a relationship with or they knew who I was. So most of the speakers I reached out to for the first time when asking them to join the summit, it was, um, I had a relationship with you, obviously, with AJ Amix, uh, with Omar Zenholm and with a few others. But the real big shots and the really, really so-called important people on the summit I was either introduced to. So you introduced me to Amber Wilhauer, for example. Mm -hmm. um, I leveraged 
those channels of building a relationship without reaching out myself, but having others introduce me to rather than having all relationships in place. Yeah, that's great. And you also, something you told me or, and I saw the screenshots of that and, and when you re reached, reached out to Rand Fish, Fishkin, actually that <laughs> yeah. started with Twitter. So yeah. that's a, that's a great tip. Just start like on social media. I share a lot of content about this, you know, how you can go about building these relationships and, and one example is obviously, you know, using social media, like go on Twitter, share their content, comment on their blogs. You know, that's it just makes things easier when you finally reach out by email because then it's not cold anymore. They already yeah. know know who you are. They maybe have, may have seen some of your content, especially if you have featured them in a blog post or something like that. So that's great. So that was the you know, the main strategies for you, I mean, how many people would you say you reached out to uh, for the summit? Since you had, you had a roughly 30 people on your summit, a little bit less, but yeah, I, mean I had uh, 28 speakers on the summit in the end. And I reached out to probably um, 40, definitely not more than 40 speakers. So I had a quite high conversion rate uh -huh. in terms of getting speakers on the summit. And I really want to hone in this, um, Cold, cold outreach aspect. Um, if you can find a way to connect to those people already in the first message that you send them. So for example, with Rand, I just mentioned that I saw him on your summit and I really liked his interview. And yeah. I took it from there. I pointed him to the landing page of my summit so that he could check out the summit at his convenience and not me taking away time from him. And I think that's what really helped get many speakers on board. Yeah, I definitely. And that's that's a great way. Also, in the first sentence of the email, when you're reaching out, you know, give them a genuine compliment or, you know, have this connection. Maybe it can be if you have if you know about this lifestyle or something like that, connect with something like this, too. That's that's that yeah. obviously worked. Or if you saw them at a conference or a speech, just find some commonality there or, you know, a way to give them some praise, at least in the, especially if it's a little bit cold approach, then you need to do that. I think yeah. that's been working extremely well for me, but let's see here if we move on to, you know, okay, you have the speaker song, you have created a landing page. It's great. Actually, you know, that's something we share in the more in-depth interview in my, in my program. And you also have some tutorials there, how you use the word, you know, the, you know, pretty simple WordPress theme, actually. It's not yeah. that expensive. And it's you created your summit. Because, yeah. What, yes. So what, what was the theme called? People can at least check that out because that's what you use for your landing page. And people can obviously go also to the WPSummit.com and really check out what Jan did there. You know, it looks really professional. You Obviously, you're a designer, but you did, you did it all yourself. And you also taught yeah. some people in my community how to use this theme and do it all themselves. So it's definitely a great option for people on a budget. So yeah. what, what was that theme called? The theme is called The Ken, and you can find it on themeforest.net. And what I like about this theme is it has really good basic styling, and you can build the layouts yourself by just point and click. So you don't need to be a coder to use this theme. Awesome. And how much is the theme? It's around $55 or something like that. It's really not that expensive. Awesome. So that, that's there, there you have it. So you can use tools, you know, like you know, themes like you can from, uh, from Theme Forest. There's obviously lead pages, click funnels. There's a lot of things you can yeah. use to create if you don't, if you can't afford uh, more of a custom design, which I used, you know, that was my main investment when I did my summit, you know, having a custom design 
but you know, I, I understand most people can't afford this and that's that's why we have other options too to create a really high quality great design you know you gotta look good because you have some amazing speakers on board and for them to be you know willing to share it and stuff like that it just has to be a great design and you know obviously great content on there and that brings me to really a promotional strategies you use to grow your email list by around 600 percent as you said and you know maybe you can share some strategies that didn't work well for you at all so that that failed the strategies and then basically what worked for you how did you okay. grow your list and then if you mm -hmm. can share some strategies you tried but didn't work also mm -hmm. okay so what worked best for me was uh, social media promotion i joined countless relevant groups that were talking about like wordpress themes and wordpress plugins and selling wordpress products and all this stuff and i built relationships with the group moderators and with the group owners on Facebook. And I asked them to promote the summit for me, basically. So I had them sign up as affiliates and I asked for their permission to promote the summit in their groups. And um, what that really worked for me because people started sharing these posts and they started sharing this content that I was putting out in the groups. Um, what didn't work for me was affiliate marketing but that was basically my own fault um to have an affiliate system set up and running you need some kind of software like a payment uh, provider like clickbank or deal guardian or something like that and when i reached out to these payment providers i didn't have all the interviews in place and i told them so deal guardian directly denied um selling my product selling the wp summit even though I showed them the schedule and the emails from the speakers confirming the interviews and all that stuff. They denied setting up an affiliate system for my summit. And then I had to set up an affiliate system on my own, which was another, I think, 250 bucks of investment in a software that's called One Shopping Cart for two months of using it. And that was like three months before, uh, three weeks before the summit actually launched. So it was really two... Um, um, it, it was not enough time to really promote uh, to the affiliates properly. And I needed to have affiliate swipe copy for emails and social media and stuff like that. And even though I had Listen with a real, um, a professional copywriter write those emails for me, the affiliates I wanted to have and the speakers I wanted to promote the summit, they didn't have enough time to integrate those mails into their mailing schedule. So that was where I pretty much messed up the launch from the affiliate standpoint, mm -hmm. but the social media standpoint turned out um, really, really great. Yeah, and I remember this too. And you, you had some people also promoting to to mm -hmm. their list as well. So it was not completely failed with this. You know, speakers didn't share it because they loved your summit. You had a lot yeah. of interaction. People shared it on social media, as you said, and you also were featured on some major sites. You know, yeah. like. You know, after, afterwards, I believe you were featured on GoDaddy, you were featured on Cloudways as well, the sponsor. Yeah, on, on, on SEMrush, on, the summit was on WP Major, which is um, a really huge blog in the WordPress field. And it was featured on WP Engine, for example, the world's biggest WordPress host. So I really got some media coverage right here. But there's also a lesson included because these... Um, huge platforms and the guest blogs on these platforms, they didn't drive as much traffic as I expected to. So, for example, I was featured on um, templatemonster.com, which was also a sponsor of the summit, and they sell like WordPress themes. 
And they claim to have 250,000 visitors per month on the blog. And they published um, a post and they promoted to their email list. And yet I got roughly uh, 1,000 visitors from them. So I would have expected way more, to be honest, from being on Template Monster. Yeah, but there's still, you know, for credibility, that's yeah. amazing. So you were that's on a major goals, yeah. site. And I mean, that, that's also a great strategy shared there with Facebook groups. If, let's say, you have a, you're in a niche where maybe people are not as used to mailing for something, you can still find your audience this way and like reach out to the group moderators. That's a great tip rather than just spamming the group so they can share it with them because of the value. It's a free event on the front end. And then obviously yeah. if you want, they can purchase, but that's a great tip. And so by all these strategies you use, so basically you grew your list with 600% then they like 1,200 people roughly. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. And before that, I had a hard time getting featured on big websites like SEMrush. And now I have sites like template.net with a million monthly readers reach out to me and asking me to submit a tutorial for them. So that's how far the summit or the WP summit grew my authority. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's great. And I've seen you publish posts for uh, WP Curve and you know yeah. other websites. So you're really good with and uh, the guest guest blogging game kind of so you're getting featured on a lot of websites by building relationships by being relevant providing really great content so the next thing here we talked a bit about how long it took you to put together the summit basically from you know a couple of months and you postponed it because of uh, some things that happened you know in your personal life and that's understandable obviously and it was a great decision for you yeah. to postpone otherwise it would have been a way smaller summit because you yeah. didn't have time to create all those affiliate emails and so on and that is an important tip be super clear with your affiliates and speakers you know not like before the summit starts but actually when before you start interviewing or in uh, the latest when like in the pre-chat when you're doing yeah. the interview, you know tell them about it and afterwards a little bit be clear about it you know what's involved send them information about it and you know provide all the swipe copy uh, graphics you know with you know the you know, great design graphics you can use canva which you used uh, yeah. as a great tool and and you know have an affiliate page where you have a calendar that's just a, something I learned from when we did the latest launch here with Self Publishing Success Summit. That was just the affiliates and speakers love that because it was clear they can put in their schedule when they were when they were supposed to mail. So that's a few tips on promotion to treat your summit as a real product launch, basically. Yeah. And to move on, move on here, you know, did you face any any big challenges when you know you were jumping into this journey of creating, you know, promoting and profiting from your summit and tell, tell us a little bit about them and how you overcame those challenges. So there, there were, uh, I want to touch upon two of the major challenges. One was uh, the technical side because I didn't have that good of an internet connection back in the days. And I had the interviews with uh, Dan Norris from WP Curve, for example, where the connection broke up like six times during the interview. Or with Rand Fishkin, it broke up four times. But those people, they are used to getting on calls a lot and they know that these things just happen. And they are, um, if you deal honestly with it and if you tell them, hey, I, I don't have this great of an internet connection, let me just restart, let me do this, that, and the other to fix this and to get back up and running with the interview. They mostly appreciate your efforts. And Dan tried four different Wi-Fi's himself. 
during the interview and none of that didn't work. So oh, the first lesson I learned is uh, be prepared for technical challenges, even though you think you might be good with tech because sometimes uh, Skype or Google Hangouts or whatever you use just doesn't like you. Um, the other thing I had to overcome was this fear of putting myself out there and actually asking for the sale because I wasn't really used to selling digital products. I was only doing freelance work to that time. So I really had to wrap my mind around writing this really long sales page. You helped me a lot with that. And I think it was almost 60 hours of work only on the sales page and on the thank you page. And this was something I had to... Um, Uh, deal with myself and fight with myself almost to get clear about the positioning for the sale and actually asking for the sale. These were the two biggest lessons I learned. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I <laughs> you had a sales page and thank you page can take some time, but uh, yeah. you know, a little pro tip there is to look what other people have done already. You know, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. You can look at what I did, what Jan did, what other you know, summits relevant to your niche, what they did. And, you know, look at the price point, look at these things. And that's what I typically recommend. That's what I did for the branding summit. I actually looked at different summits, both in my own market and also in different uh, fields like the health niche, the fitness industry. I looked what's working there and I took it to my niche, you know, implemented what I liked and, you know, made it work for me. That's that's yeah. my, my biggest tip there. And actually brings me to the next point which is when you talked about, you know, you were not used to selling digital products online. How does it really feel to make your first sale there, you know, from the summit? And but because you had the fear leading up to this, you know, I had this too with my branding summit. Is anyone going to sign up for it? Is anyone yeah. going to uh, purchase this event? What's going to happen? I put in so much work, you know, and it's going to be worth it. So tell us a little bit about how this felt for you, Jan, to get this first sale from something you created yourself you know you built this and yeah that does that was just amazing yeah. for me so i want to hear your experience yeah. yeah it's the same here it was like this the best feeling in the world if someone actually buys something from you you really poured your heart and soul into creating it and i i spent countless nights uh, recording the interviews because i'm in germany and most of the speakers i interviewed were in the u.s so there's um like a six to nine hours time difference and Then seeing some people recognize the value in this event, even though I got the first sales just like you before the event already started. So they anticipated the value even. They didn't even see a single interview yet, yet they bought. And this is probably one of the most rewarding feelings you can get in the world because this just shows you other people acknowledge the work you put into what you do. And this is For me, it was the proof that I'm in the right direction. And even though I didn't make um, like 300K like Chandler did, um, on the scale I'm operating on, the 5K were were okay and it was a good and I it was a good result and I, I'm happy with it and I'm satisfied with it. I know that I can do bigger, but we always can do bigger and we have to start small with the first small step. And getting that first sale definitely was huge. Yeah, man, I couldn't agree more. You know, my virtual mentor, Amit Sethi, you know, he says in you know his program, Zero to Launch, that, you know, in your first thing, a lot of people, they want to make this big splash on their first thing they create, yeah. right? You know, but they don't realize, you know, people who seem to be an overnight success, so to speak, 
yeah, put in countless of hours before this event. You know, I had pretty good success with my branding summit. If I did it today, could I do it better? Of course I could. But Ramit says that you should optimize for learning, at least in your yeah. first time you're doing something and then for and not for revenue. And revenue comes later. I mean, obviously you made money from your summit, but okay, if we count if we get this per, you know, per hour, maybe it's not a good rate, but that actually leads us to you know, what, what does this summit, uh, you know, help you do in your business and life? You know, has anything changed for your business? And, and uh, I mean, it's, it's just crazy what happened to me. So I'm going to want to hear what happened in your life and with your yeah. business afterwards. Yeah, our life complete or business completely changed and life did with it because um, I was able to up my prices to increase my pricing and the people I was already working with because I had more authority and I could prove that i knew that i was do what i was doing but on the other hand i built so many good relationships and now i have a network of this really really powerful influencers just like you teach in the virtual summit mastery course that um i'm in touch with uh, probably the biggest people i admired when i was starting out they're now friends with me um a few weeks ago i had a great weekend with natalie sisson for example in berlin with jasper rivers as well and it's these connections, I feel, that make uh, a summit really powerful. It's not the money if you don't hit like 100K or more, but um, it's the connections and the ripple effects that come with those connections because now I can work with those people and I'm friends with Brian Dean from Backlinko now and can suggest uh, features for his blog now, which was incredible and uh, almost impossible to do just in November last year. Yeah, and you have to, you know, position yourself. You're getting you getting requests for guest blogging. You're, yeah. you know, and that's actually something really valuable. You said here, you upped your prices because you were doing freelance work, and obviously, you want to have more courses and stuff like that coming. And we can get into this a little bit. What you are doing with this, you know, with the with WP Summit, but. Uh, you know, obviously your life, you're, you know, traveling a little bit more in Germany, you go into conferences and so on. So that that's awesome. But any, you know, surprises that have resulted from creating your first virtual summit, you, you, you would like to share here with the people watching? Um, probably the biggest surprise was that there really is no magic involved in these big results that people share all the time. So, when you see John Lee Dumas making a few hundred K every month from his podcast, for example, it's easy to think that he's he has some magic sauce in it when it's really just that he's putting in the work and the hours and he has built up this amazing team who supports him. And having this, this realization that there is no magic key, there is no shortcut, but anybody can do this and anybody can build a six-figure or seven-figure business online if they put in the work and have like uh, the can sustain the bad periods that come inevitably in any type of business. Yeah. Um, this was the most powerful realization and takeaway from the summit. Yeah, definitely. And I just want to share, share this. Yes, it, it sounds good. You, you, I have a few, you know, case studies I do with students. I love doing these interviews and you know, with, for example, with Chandler, it's a different story. He already had a six-year yeah. business. So it, it sounds like we, yeah, he grew his business a lot. He's going to hit, you know, hit, hitting a million dollars and doing these massive launches, grew his list by over 25,000 people and 300K from one virtual summit, even more is going to lead to in the future, you know. But, 
you know, for people who have a smaller list and they don't have the same leverage, they don't have an online course, you know, getting like thousand plus subscribers to, to a summit, you know, you, maybe you only have serious subscribers when you're starting or maybe hundred, 200, like you had, Jan, it's massive. You know, yeah. you can have a six to six figure business with a thousand email subscribers. You know, when yeah. I hit my first, you know, when I made my first like forty forty thousand dollars in one month, I had a list of like three thousand five hundred, maybe three thousand seven hundred people. That was just after my summit ended, and even before that, you know, with a list of like thousand people, I made my first ten k ten k online. It all depends how targeted your list is, like in the level of engagement and trust you build with your list over time. And yeah. I think you you've done a great job with that, Jan. You know, you have a small but very engaged audience and Maybe you can share a few things what's uh, coming next for you. You have this Facebook group, which I'm a member of myself, and that's a great way to you know brand yourself as the go-to person for WordPress. You have people always asking you questions there. So share a little bit what's next. You have a program coming out and all this stuff. Yeah, so the Facebook group you mentioned is called I Use WordPress, and it's a free group for um, basically anybody who uses WordPress and who is a digital entrepreneur and builds businesses using WordPress. Um, I try to help those people out as much as I can in this group. I, it's not really a selling tool. Of course, I promote offers every now and then, but the main mission for me is really, just like you said, to position myself as a WordPress expert and to answer the questions that people have. And the course that you mentioned, the program is called WP Mastery Club, which will be a monthly membership for digital entrepreneurs who use WordPress. So I'll cover all the fundamentals in it, how to use it more effectively, um, how to set up a web hosting account, which web host to pick, which theme to pick, how to configure the plugins, how to sell stuff from your website. Basically, I want to equip digital entrepreneurs with the knowledge that they can run the business themselves and then teach a team to run it for them. Uh, I love it. And uh, would you say that the launch of the WP Mastery Club, which I love, by the way, I mean, you, when you told me this, I thought this is brilliant, you know, and that's so true. People struggle with this all the time, you know, what you're teaching. So would you say that the summit was the culmination, what led to you launching yeah. this? And now you have an audience that wants this stuff. Obviously, the Facebook group helps with this and so on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, from the WP Summit, I first of all, I built my list, which is um, by 600% growth. That's incredible. Um, I learned techniques to promote more effectively when I have a launch coming up. Mm -hmm. I built relationships that now got me into the program of Jamie Tardy, eventual millionaire. Um, I have so many people asking me for advice for WordPress that it's easy for me to distill commonalities and to find out which common problems people face and then to put up a course that tackles exactly those programs. Mm -hmm. So the WP Mastery Club wouldn't be here without the WP Summit. Awesome. And, uh, you know, the final things I want to just ask you here is what's your advice to someone who's about to begin their journey to create, promote and profit from their own summit so they can finally skyrocket their business and brand online? What do you have to say to them? Um, it might be obvious, but take Navid's course. He really knows what he's doing. At least download the cheat sheet so that you have a little bit of guidance. And if you can afford the course, if you have to cut back on other expenses, do it because Navid's course really is a game changer. Um, other than that, 
don't put yourself under too much pressure. Like we said earlier, it takes time and it takes uh, money and work to run a virtual summit. It's nothing you can do um, on your own if you don't have tech experience and if you don't know the exact steps that you need to take. Um, I could do it with 500 bucks because I can code myself and I can design myself. If I hadn't had these skills, I would have invested at least a thousand to two thousand dollars for building a professional website and setting up the funnels and all that good stuff, which you teach in the course and make it easier for people in your course. And um, don't underestimate the workload that a virtual summit brings, but also be aware of the long term profits that you can't even think of right now when you run a successful summit. Awesome. And uh, what also a final note here is like, I also have this community, you know, a part of virtual summit mastery. I just want to hear from you, Jan, how has this community helped you? And I'm talking about the private Facebook group of, Mm -hmm. you know, some of my high end clients are in there and also obviously students of the virtual summit mastery program, because I, I initially launched that as a pilot and there's a lot of people who are doing their summits and now more people are coming in there and, you know, all, all about helping each other with their summit, sharing resources and so on. Yeah, and I love that attitude that you have in the group and the mentality of supporting and helping each other. I think it's an an invaluable tool, and I think it's really powerful to have this community in your back. You can turn to if you have questions about something specific, like if you want a feedback on your landing page, for example, just post it in the group and you get like 10 responses in 12 hours or something like that, all ripping down the the landing page so that you can improve it for your launch. And um, obviously, I'm in the group as well. So if anybody has WordPress-related questions, I'm there to answer them. And you are in the group as well for all the strategic questions and uh, um, like, like the 10,000 feed feedback. So yeah. it's, it's really a great um, tool and a great add-on to the course. Absolutely. Awesome, and you know, thanks so much, Jan, for doing this uh, case study. Share some great stuff here. So I hope everyone watching this virtual summit case study got a lot of value out of it. And you know, as Jan mentioned, you know, I highly recommend you check out this cheat sheet I was telling you about yeah. in the beginning. And you can find that over at virtualsummitmastery.com forward slash cheat sheet. And you know, I have a lot of good stuff coming, but the, this cheat sheet will definitely help you. That's what Jan used the seven steps to create, promote, and profit from your virtual summit. And also what Chandler actually used uh, before he we started working together on the self-publishing success summit. So it's a proven st- system. It works for a lot of people. You just got to make it work for you. So thanks so much, Jan, for coming on here. It's always a pleasure speaking to you. You bet, man. Thanks for having me. Welcome to the Lifestyle Architects Show. Featuring interviews with inspiring and successful lifestyle entrepreneurs. And helping you to design your life. Build your online business and live your dream now. There is no better time than the present to make a change that will bring you true happiness and make your dreams a reality. Changing his life and helping you change yours. It's your host, Navid Moises. 